Hello, church family. This is Esther chapter 10, part 3. Uh, if you recall, uh, we uh, ended, or we're reaching the end of this book. We got to the end. I read and ex- explained the three verses. And um, we talked about uh, what's the point of this? Why is this here? And I uh, shared how uh, the first two, or the main reason why uh, we are here is because God uses uh, broken vessels. Uh, rather, that's like the whole point that like we, well, if God's relationship to us and to every human being on earth is that we are broken vessels being used by God. And uh, yesterday I talked about how God raises broken vessels, and today uh, we're going to talk about how God uses broken vessels. Uh, in the book of Esther, uh, the whole time you see how the Lord uses people that are flawed, uh, broken, they have... Uh, terrible backgrounds, uh, they have uh, basic sinful ways to um, solve the problems that are manipulative, yet the Lord still used these individuals, and probably the question is, why would God use these people? And the answer is simple, because this is all that God is working with. Every single one of us are broken vessels, and every single one of us um, are going to be used by God. That's the only one that, these are the only people that uh, God can use, are broken vessels. And that should be an encouragement for all of us who thinks that maybe my role in the church is it's it's not significant. Perhaps you think the only people that matter are the elders or the Sunday school teachers or the or the ministry leaders, um, not the lowly uh, little servants. No, like the Lord will still use even the smallest um, uh, person in 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 our church to do great things. Uh, don't undervalue your significance because. Your value isn't based, it isn't based on your ability, it's based on the Lord using you, uh, whether it's your limitations or your strength, for his glory. And uh, the Lord picks, I mean, this is something that's just normal for us as we understand, uh, that the Lord doesn't choose, generally he doesn't choose uh, very smart people or successful people, because those are the people that have a hard time believing in the faith. Um I'm not saying that's impossible because I know there are a lot of successful people in our church as well. But um, but there but there, there aren't but of all the people in our church, there's not one of us that are like celebrities, right? There's there's no one that like uh, is on the news is on TV every week. You know, all of us are in a relatively speaking just normal individuals. Uh, but God uses us. God uses uh, broken vessels because uh, that's all He has to work with. But at the same time. Uh, God uses, which is which is surprising, um, that God would even consider us. Uh, I made this reference before in First Samuel sixteen seven, where David was chosen. Uh, you remember when um, when Samuel was trying to look for a, a king to replace Saul, he went to Jesse and he asked, "Okay, bring me all your kids." And David wasn't even in the lineup. Uh, they they just ignored him. Like, oh, he's just a shepherd boy. Why would you need a shepherd boy to be a king? But that's exactly the one that the Lord used and the Lord chose. And First Samuel 16, 7, said that the Lord doesn't look at what man sees, but he, he looks at the internal person. Um, Matthew eleven twenty five, uh, this is something that just even pertains to our salvation. Matthew eleven twenty five tells us that um, the Lord instructs us that, um, 11, 25, oh. at that time Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and have revealed them to infants. And, uh, and, and the next verse, yes, Father, for this was well-pleasing in your sight. 
and it's in, and it's intentional because God, uh, because of proud people, people that uh, that are intellectual or smart in the world's eyes, they view themselves as not needing the Lord. They see themselves as self-sufficient. But at the same time, we know that we, uh, in the grand scheme of things, the best of man is just man at best. No matter how much they know, they can never know more than the Lord. Um, Paul reminds even the Corinthians of this. First Corinthians 26, uh, 28, he tells them, For consider your calling, brethren, that there were not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God had chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong. And the base things of the world and the despise God has chosen, the things that, that are not, so that he may nullify the things that are, so that no man may boast before God. And that's interesting, because when you look at these words, like the, the foolish, the weak, and the despise, that's all of us in the church. As Christians, that's how the world views us, and that's actually how, that's actual, that's actually an accurate uh, portrayal, of the, portrayal of us, because we are not worthy. We are not... Uh, anything significant, because we know where we stand in light of who the Lord is. Even Paul makes this uh, assessment by himself in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7, but we have this treasure in earthen, ve earthen vessels, so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not despairing, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed always carrying about it in the body of the dying of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are constantly being delivered over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death works in us, but life in you. So here Paul acknowledges that all of us, even the great apostle Paul, um, is a broken vessel, but what's in him, the gospel, the treasure, uh, that's in him is is what the Lord is going to use, and uh, he sees and understands that um, all that he is is a broken vessel being used by God. And it's, in a lot of ways, the weaker the vessel, the more broken the vessel is, the greater God deserves the glory, because uh, because those people that are broken are humble and they always acknowledge and give God praise for all the things that God has done. Um, you just look at the life of Jesus when he chose. He chose fishermen, he chose tax collectors. Um, the greater the brokenness, the greater God is. Uh, God chooses those that seem strange to the world. But yet, again, God intentionally does this to bring himself glory, because you know God doesn't need anything from us, but yet he still chooses to use us. Uh, Acts 17, verse 24, the God who made the earth and all things in it, since he is the Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all people life and breath and all things. God doesn't need anything. If he was hungry, he can go and feed himself. God, he doesn't get hungry, but just you know, understand that. But if he ever needed anything, he doesn't need us to do it. He can do it himself. So the question is, why would God use us? If we're all broken vessels, if we're all useless, if we're all just clay pots or whatever, why would God still choose us? We chose us because he wants to share that joy with us. He wants to build that relationship with us. He wants us to know him and spend time with him and see um, how, how it, it, 
forces us to, to trust him and it develops a love for him. God is the best thing for all of us. So he um, allows us to go through situation and uses us in certain circumstances so that we can love him and praise him more. The longer you are as a Christian, the more you'll see God's faithfulness in your life. And even the way that the Lord uses you, whenever you see fruit, you understand, you, you get, I mean, for me, when I see it that in other people's life, it's surprising and we praise the Lord for it. We don't acknowledge our role in any of it. Uh, uh, we, we praise God in, in bearing the fruit in other people's lives and we're faithful to the life that he's given to us. So it's to build that relationship. He, he, he saved us. He, he allowed us, us to be used by him and we, and we bond with the Lord through it. Now, just a, uh, two points in terms of understanding about broken vessels. First, don't envy other broken vessels. I think sometimes when we look at um, you know famous pastors, I think the temp- temptation for pastors is that we look at other f- pastors that are like our age or whatever. It's like, oh, how come they get invited to conferences or how come they get to do these have a retreat speaking or whatever? Um, we have to understand that it doesn't; those things doesn't matter. And even you know for church people, sometimes like, how come that person gets to do this ministry and I can't, or how come this person gets to uh, be part of this group and that ministry, or why can they lead and why can't I can't? Why can't I lead or whatever? Um, people make uh, these, you know, they envy one another. And that's not something that Christians should be. First Corinthians 1 says, like, are we of Paul? Are we of, 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 of Peter? Are we of this group or that? All of these different factions. The reason why people do that is because they envy the other group. They envy their own people. Uh, they, they're, they're making these divisions because uh, they have this loyalty to them. And then they don't want other people to receive that type of praise and loyalty. Um but we understand all of us are just used by God, and we should always be looking towards the Lord uh, and praise Him for it. If someone in the church that you don't think is deserving for a ministry position, you should thank God that the Lord is using him instead of envying that that other individual. You know, there are people in the church that 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 you wish that you had their ministry. Um, you understand that's that's a wrong attitude. The right attitude is that we're thankful that the Lord has. Uh, raise up this person for this particular task and he'll receive all glory for it. We may not understand why and we don't need to understand why this person's there or that. Uh, but ultimately, as long as the Lord's using them, we should thank God for it. Second, don't brag about your own usage. So, so whereas envying other people is like, uh, envying other broken vessels is bad. Um, elevating yourself is also bad because uh, you are, again, a broken vessel. Uh, we are the way that we are because of what God has done in our life. We have uh, nothing that, um, well, you know, our salvation is from the Lord. Our, our giftedness, uh, what the Lord has given us, the ability to do things, is from Him. Uh, and we're supposed to use it for His glory. Uh, Paul writes, 2 Corinthians 12.10, Therefore I am well content with weakness and insults, with distresses, with persecution, with difficulties, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Uh, Paul understands that all that he is, um, all of his ability is from the Lord. Um, he is when he's weakest. That's when he is he's used by God the most, um, and that's something that we need to understand. All of our abilities is from the Lord, and there's no reason why we need to boast about ourselves and brag. Um, that's the danger of, of pride. Um, some of you are actually naturally just smarter than other people. Uh, but your understanding, your grasp of scripture has nothing to do with how big your brain is. It has everything to do with the Lord opening the eyes of faith and for you to have 
understanding of his word. The Lord illuminates uh, your heart and mind to receive his word. And the, and the fact that you communicate it is also God's gift. Or, or that you can use uh, whatever gift that God has given you in any situation. It's all because of the Lord working in your life. So don't envy other people and don't brag about yourself. Have a rightful view of yourself that like the Lord is using you and you should grow in your affections for him and faithfully and diligently serve him and give him glory. And um, all of us are expendable. Uh, all of us have a time where uh, we get to serve the Lord and the Lord will, will say, okay, well, you're done. Now you get to go home. That's exactly what happened from Moses, right? Moses brought the Israelites out of the wilderness. He wanted to go see the promised land. God said, nope, uh, you're going to take a walk with me up to this mountain and that's it. Um, Elijah in uh Second Kings as well. He was doing his ministry, and then uh, he passed it on to Elisha. And, and right when he did that, fire chair took Elijah back to glory or back home. And that's how it is for all of us. We have our time here, and when that time is over, the Lord will take us home. Uh, but the time that we have here, understand that we're only here because God's enabled us to do so, and God's given us grace to live another day to be able to serve Him. So first, uh, the Lord raises broken vessels. Second, the Lord uses broken vessels. And tomorrow we'll see how the Lord rewards broken vessels.